0: With all the names of God, we just see certain facets of his character and uh, what is it going to be like when we get to heaven and we see even more of who he is? Uh, I think it it will be a mind-blowing moment. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, We are in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, Philippians chapter 3. In verse 12, God gave Jonah a mission. You're to go to Nineveh and to preach against it. Uh, and, and the city will be overturned, and, and Jonah went the other way. Uh, maybe you've had that experience in your life. Uh, then you have some, somebody like Daniel who embraced his mission uh, who uh, three times a day prayed and interceded before God but did his work in Babylon and, and then also left us with a prophecy that has still been blessing and guiding God's people uh, so many years later. Uh, what a, what a, a contrast between the attitude of these two men. Well, Paul, I think, has an attitude more like Daniel's. Perhaps uh, the best attitude... That we see besides that of Christ in Scripture, in terms of doing God's will, uh, Paul has a zeal to do God's will. Uh, he he lives his life on a with a sense of mission and a sense of purpose uh, that is truly amazing. Uh, and much of the Gentile world was evangelized through Paul's ministry uh, in those early church days. Um, We need to fulfill the purposes of God that God has for us to fulfill. You and I matter. God, uh, in eternity past, designed us and planned us for his purpose. Uh, God told Jeremiah the prophet, he said, before you were born, I set you aside, a prophet to the nations. And so God has set us apart for his purpose, and we are called to fulfill that purpose, it could be something locally it could be something overseas uh, it could be something in terms of service it could be something in terms of speaking or encouraging uh, but all of us have a purpose that God has put us here to fulfill and uh, Paul is um, sharing with us he's talked about his delight in Christ you all these things I consider as rubbish so that I could gain Christ and be found in him and uh, have the fellowship of his sufferings, and perhaps partake in the glory of his resurrection uh, in the sense of his resurrection power upon my ministry. But he also looks to the ultimate resurrection of Jesus' coming. Uh, but when, when he goes to verse 12, he shifts a little bit. And, and of course, he mentioned uh, his, his work and so forth, his service, his righteousness in service to God earlier. But uh, he shifts more to a focus on service and to straining forward to the prize that God has for him to reach. And so I want to pick it up in verse 12. Uh, The title of my message is Pursuing God's Purpose. Each of us needs to pursue God's purpose in our lives. So look with me at verse 12. It says, not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. So pursuing God's purpose. How do we pursue God's purpose? Well, first of all, God says to forget your failures. To forget your failures. Now, this is not a complete forgetting. We learn from our failures and so forth. But what he's talking, he says, I forget those things which are behind. He says, I've not attained. Uh, I've not live the Christian life in the way that I wish I had. But I forget those things that are behind so that I can move on and press toward the mark. One of the greatest things you can do is forget your failures because guess what? God has forgotten them. They are buried in the sea of forgetfulness. I remember uh, going to the beach and uh, occasionally at the beach you, you'll find something that somebody along the way has Forgotten, maybe it got swept away and it came back in. Uh, But I found a pair of goggles one time, the swimming goggles, just floating in the water. Uh, One time I found a pair of shorts, and I wasn't too sure about that. But uh, uh, you know, sometimes things are forgotten by people, but God forgets things and He buries them in the sea of forgetfulness. Uh, And so, when God has forgiven, forgiven our sin and forgotten our sin and chosen to put it in the past, to put it under the blood. Praise God we can do the same thing and we can forget what is behind. We don't have to focus on our failures, but we confess our sin and then we leave it with him uh, trusting that he is taking care of it. So forget your failures. If you want to pursue God's purpose, you can't spend all your time sitting around thinking about how much you failed God. So forget your failures. Secondly, um, increase... Your effort. Increase your effort. So forget your failures. Increase your effort. He says, I reach forward to what is ahead. Um, the, the Greek word has the idea of straining or stretching forward upon something. Uh, it's a very uh, athletic metaphor uh, that speaks of a runner that is straining towards that finish line. With everything he's got, he's stretching forward uh, so that he can break that tape first. And it's not so much that Paul is competing against others, he's competing against himself. He says, I want to fulfill the purpose that God has for me, and I'm stretching forth with all that I have through the power of the Holy Spirit to break that tape and to finish the course that God has given me to finish. Now, sometimes we may find ourselves at the end of our resources, but that's okay because the Bible says that God has chosen our weakness uh, so that his power can dwell upon us. And Paul, in another book of the Bible, uh, 2 Corinthians, shares with us he had a thorn in the flesh. Three times he asked God to remove it, and God said, No, my grace is sufficient for you. Fits in with what you were singing, Philip. Uh, His grace is enough. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, My power is made perfect in weakness. So this is not just human fleshly power. This is the Holy Spirit's supernatural power lived out through us. And and as we cooperate with him, giving our all to the Lord, uh, he accomplishes his purposes through our lives. None of us are perfect in that, but we can make that our goal. And so he says, forgetting your failures, so to pursue God's purposes, forget your failures, increase your effort. Thirdly, remember your prize. Remember your prize. He says, I pursue as my goal the prize. Sometimes people say, well, you know, I just serve Jesus because I love him. I don't care about rewards. Well, what the Bible says here is that Paul pursued for the prize. Uh, Matter of fact, he says, let all who are mature think about things in this way. We are living not ultimately for this age. We're living for the age to come. And so we are to pursue the prize. Uh, So remember your prize. Uh, I think it was David. I forget. It might have been Megan, but I think it was David. Uh, They had some kind of sales uh, competition at school when he was in elementary school. And uh, he happened to sell the most in in this particular case. And so he got to ride in a limo uh, to McDonald's and get a free meal at McDonald's because he sold the most. He got a prize, and he was very motivated by that prize, very excited about that prize. Uh, But our prize is going to be, first of all, and most importantly, hearing the words of our Savior, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But we're also going to receive crowns. The Bible talks about different kinds of crowns for different things that we do. Uh, we'll receive other rewards, I believe. He says you won't, if you give water in Jesus' name, just a, a glass of water in Jesus' name, you'll not lose your reward. And so uh, we're going to have a lot of different rewards. And, and all, all these rewards are not only God's blessing. We really don't deserve uh, these things in our, because we're, we're sinners. But God not only saves us, but he promises us rewards. And then we take those rewards and we use those to worship our Savior who is truly worthy of all praise. And so remember your prize. and it, it motivates you. Listen, if everybody else in this life forgets what you do for God, God will not forget. You will receive a prize. So persevere in doing what God has called you to do. So remember your prize. Uh, Next, um, look at verse 14. He says, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call. So you need to recognize your value. Recognize your value. Your heavenly call. Some, Some translations say upward call. But the call above is what it means, literally. Uh, You have a calling. Sometimes people say, well, I have have a calling. I have a certain vocation, and I just feel like this is what I'm meant to do. Well, you may have an earthly calling, and I think even our earthly callings are to be used for a heavenly purpose, um, to bring glory to God as we do those things with excellence. But we also have a high calling. The high calling is that which God has put us here to do. And there's no more important calling than the calling of God upon our life. Uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, preachers are called. And, and you know, uh, maybe staff members are called. But, but actually, everybody is called who names the name of Christ. We all have a purpose. And to fulfill that high calling is the most important thing we can do. So, if you have uh, something that God has placed upon your heart to do for the kingdom of God here in this life, do it with all your heart and recognize the incredible value that you have to God's kingdom. I don't think we can fully appreciate it. One day, uh, we'll know when we when we uh, get to heaven and we get to to uh, talk about, the Bible says we'll know even as we're known, so uh, I think we'll, we'll know a whole lot more than we know now, and um, And we will understand what God has done through our faithfulness. But you have an incredible amount of value. Otherwise, God would have taken the time to make you, to design you for his purpose. And so make sure you fulfill that purpose that God has given you and uh, fulfill that heavenly call. Uh, Next, trust your helper. So um, forget your failures, increase your effort. Remember your prize, recognize your value, and trust your helper. Verse 14, he says, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Jesus is our helper. You're not in this race alone. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle in the race. Have you ever been there? Uh, Maybe there's a season of discouragement. Or maybe there's a time where I'm physically weak, I'm physically sick, or uh, just just worn out. Uh, in those times, especially, uh, I recognize my need, but I always need Christ. Uh, Jesus said, apart from me you can do nothing. Uh, nothing of significance for God's kingdom is ever done without Christ. But he is our helper. That ought to bring great assurance. Um I remember, I was talking to somebody this past week about my first sermon I ever preached. I preached a five-minute sermon. And I took I took some of my dad's old sermon notes, and I said everything I could think of to say about those topics, and in five minutes, I was done. And I felt bad about that. I felt like, well, you know, here I've, these people have come out here, and I just gave them five minutes' worth. Some people would be rejoicing, right? Boy, I wish you did five minutes now. But... Uh, But you know what God did? I I think I was a freshman in high school. Uh, They twisted my arm. I didn't want to do it. It was Youth Sunday. They twisted my arm to preach on Youth Sunday. Uh, This girl came forward and gave her heart to Christ. Listen, I didn't have any experience. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have much to say. But I had a heavenly partner. And he spoke through me. Listen, I'm, I'm convinced that what God says to somebody's heart is far more important than what I say. Or what we say as his people. Um, so trust in your helper as you run this race. Uh, next, recognize your progress. Verse 16, he says, in any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. So um, when you have grown in Christ, we're talking about growing in Christ uh, in our class a little bit earlier. And when you grow in Christ, don't move backwards. Don't don't backslide on that progress. Continue serving God. Uh, When you get something uh, that you're you're doing well, uh, don't let it slip and don't let it slide. Continue to do well what you've learned. And uh, do it to the glory of God. And then finally, choose your perseverance. Uh, He says we should live up, uh, or or literally march on. March on in whatever truth we have attained. So persevere, march on, continue on. I love what uh, Isaiah 40 says. It says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes you feel like you're soaring in the Christian life. Sometimes you're on a high, you're on a mountain. Other times you may be, uh, God's using you and and, and you're you're, uh, accomplishing a lot. Other times it's a struggle and it's one step at a time. Keep marching on because God has a purpose for you to fulfill that is incredibly significant. Pursue God's purpose. Forget what's behind. Press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's nothing more important than we could ever do. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the amazing purpose that you've given us as your children. Lord, thank you for the gospel that you've given us to share. Thank you for the spiritual gifts you've given us to use. Lord, help us to be faithful to you in the exercise of these things you've done for us. To the glory of your great name. Father, I pray that we would respond to you in the ways you desire.